0: You are listening to the Ideas to Profits podcast, hosted by myself, Ross Blaine, and with my co-author, Dr. Paul Dick. And weekly, we have special guests to add to our conversations about the ideas inside I2P. Hello, everyone. Today, I've got two very special people with me for my podcast. The first one is, I've known him for more than a number of decades, my son, Mitchell, who is in commercial real estate and knows more about the economy and where it's going because of that than anyone else, and a young lady that I've known since she was a baby and who is one of likely the best thinkers I've ever come across, Heather Miller who's coming to us for the first time. I'm doing something on a podcast from a remote location. Heather's in Palestine. So first, I'd like to start off by asking Heather a question. You're launching a new business. What made you decide to do that?
1: I I had a, a glossy story to that, I, I don't. Um, I was working in a very rural location in the UAE. I was working with a group of children who had never been in school. They were upwards of anywhere from kindergarten age to 12 years old, they had never been in school. And my task at that time was to create a support program for them that would allow them to attend <clears throat> mainstream classes. And then COVID happened and I had to figure out a way to get my program online. And I was able to do that successfully. And it just, uh, when that that year finished, I started thinking, well, hang on, the program worked. Uh, We didn't lose any, we had no literacy loss. We had actual games. And since it was online, I thought, this model could work really anywhere. Um, So I continued to do this program in the UAE for another year. Uh, this time i was facilitating from iraq and it just kind of turned into a company from there
0: Wow. now your your website is www.reap.com uh
1: no so we are reap-education.com
0: reapeducation so it's reapeducation.com I suggest everybody go have a look at it because if you know anyone who needs to learn English as a second language, it's a great tool. Now, the other thing that's really interesting is you're currently living in, of all places, Palestine. How can you set up a business in what is a bit of a remote area, limited resources, etc., etc.? Why would you uh, do that?
1: I mean, I have settled here, I have spent a lot of years uh, wandering (laughs) Um, and I have chosen Ramallah in the West Bank Palestine as my home base. So my husband and I live here, this is where we want to be, it's where we want to raise our children. So it only makes sense to start the business here. There are difficulties, um, not as many as as you would think, uh, especially in Ramallah, of course I can't speak for the entirety of the West Bank, but here in Ramallah. Uh, There aren't a lot of difficulties there. The biggest difficulty is is international banking. Unfortunately, that is very difficult because some countries have made political decisions that that impact the way that I can function internationally. Um, That would be my biggest sort of mountain at this point.
0: Now, it's interestingly enough, here in Ontario, Mitchell does a lot of commercial leases and whatnot. Tell Mitchell what it's like getting leasing a commercial property in Palestine.
1: Uh, well, I don't know anything about leasing a commercial property in, in Canada, Mitchell, so maybe the stories are similar. But here there's a lot of cups of coffee, <laughs> a lot of chats, a lot of coffees, a lot of uh, meeting this person, that person, this person's family. Um, there's a lot of false starts. and. And there's a lot of prejudice as well, unfortunately, um, that exists here of, of who people are willing to, to rent to or sell to, and um, people who keep properties pretty close to their heart. So so it's a, it's a challenge.
0: Do you ever find you have any of those problems?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, business is a, generally a relationship business, whether it's commercial real estate, education software. I mean, there's relationships that play a pivotal role in all of it, and... I mean, I, I, if it's anything like the rest of the world, I'm guessing there's a handful that own most of the real estate as well. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the same dynamics at play, you know, maybe a bit different form, I'm guessing, uh, a bit different types of tenants than we might have here in North America. But uh, yeah, it's a lot, of the, a lot of the same things, dealing with people, dealing with relationships, and that uh, that's what makes the world go round.
0: Now, the interesting one is... Uh, you've been literally rebuilding a building for the restaurant, and uh, it keeps going slower all the time.
1: Thanks for reminding me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you ever suffer from those problems, yeah, that's If not, the biggest issue we're having everywhere right now is you've got labor shortages, you've got approval delays, you've got materials in short supply, you name it, everything is slowing things down. So Heather, don't feel special, don't feel bad, you're not alone, it's everywhere.
1: Where you, going, okay?
2: you, you
0: should see her shaking her head up and down as, we talk, as Mitchell talks, it's quite interesting. I mean, her neck might be sore from doing that. <laughs> So that's my
1: teacher response. Yeah. I mean, to a motive.
0: Yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Now the most interesting thing is, you wrote a business plan, which was your first business plan. What did you think of the experience, and what would you do differently now?
1: Listen, it was perhaps my first time explicitly writing a business plan, of course, um, but uh, I was raised by a very organized entrepreneur, so. I'm I'm not necessarily a stranger to to getting thoughts and plans and ideas in a specific order to to pitch them to someone. And that is a privilege. I'm grateful that I had that experience as a child and even maybe now as an adult. Um, It taught me a lot of skills. I've also worked basically on my own in different contracts. I've moved every 10 months for the last 10 years. So I've gotten really good at figuring out what it is I want you know which organization could maybe give that to me, where my losses would be, and how to kind of plan out these chunks of my life. So all of those experiences helped me write a fairly rudimentary business plan, but, uh, but we have one.
0: It's interesting because uh, two of the traits that Heather exhibits that I absolutely love are tenacity and resilience. There isn't a problem that Heather can't figure out how to overcome. Our last conversation was about that, right?
1: They always are, it seems.
0: <laughs> and resilience. No matter how you get buffeted, what? why are you so resilient?
1: My gosh, um, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure. I've always been very curious. I've always liked to solve problems. I'm not afraid to, to put things on my shoulders. Um, I'm not sure how to answer.
0: That's a tough one, Ross. Oh, yeah, I think you just did. Okay. it's Resilience is basically seeing a problem as an opportunity and trying to figure out how to solve that problem by making it into an opportunity. And that's what you seem to always be doing every time we chat, is, oh, Ross, I think I'm going to do this. Well, why? Well, this, this, then this happened, so I'm going to do this. And uh, You've been a successful a fair bit of the time. It's also been the odd time that you got a bump,
1: but you came it's back. yes has been some bumps, yes. Hey,
2: I, Heather, if I picked up on what you said, you just said you've moved every 10 months for the last 10 years. You've also had an incredible amount of practice in resilience, right, with those bumps, and it doesn't come overnight. So, hey, just keep practicing, keep exposing yourself, right? I mean, that may be a huge part of it. You've... Uh, You've got more practice than most in change.
1: For better or worse, I think you can slide too far sometimes. But but yeah, I appreciate
0: that. Yeah, I think it's... I have more fun listening to the adventures of Heather. Once every two weeks?
1: Something like that. Once
0: every two weeks, uh, I get a call like this, and I absolutely enjoy it. Well, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I've never heard Mm -hmm. her say I got a problem. It's well, if this happened, so I'm going to just do this. And uh, yeah, that's resilience. And of course, tenacity. By the way, when I met Heather, she was really big on tenacity. When she was 14, <laughs> 15, we did a project in a little town called Carlton Place, and Heather was part of the team. And yes, I wanted her to go to the world court. I wanted her to be the first female judge from Canada on the world court. She didn't, but she could argue better than anybody I ever came across. And as, I want to say aggressively, would that have been the right term?
1: On some days, it could have been, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you've sort of mellowed from the aggressiveness now to, would you say, being more controlled, being more planned in what you do?
1: I think so. I think I think it's part of growing up, and I think I have been humbled <laughs> in so many situations. Now that young Heather in crown Place, Ontario, uh, wouldn't have been um, interacting with different cultures, trying to speak languages that are not my own. I, the the bite became less and less strong, and I realized that the bite was never really necessary, but. Mitchell, I'm sure you can maybe have thoughts on this growing up in Carlton Place. You, you do kind of, It's a small town, and, and it is the way that it is, and you come up with your mechanisms, and mine was maybe a bit of aggression.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, It's uh, nothing like stepping out of your comfort zone to really have to learn new ways of, of dealing with people, right? So I completely agree with you, Heather. Well, before we sign off, I must, I must, I must. I'm going through my book, trying to find
0: it. Heather got married uh, three weeks ago?
1: take. Thank you, thank
0: you. Three weeks ago. And so I decided I was going to learn to speak Arabic. Oh, here we go. Okay. Now, here's the problem. When I was in high school, I had to take Latin and French. Both the Latin and French teachers told me I was the only person they knew who could speak French with an Irish accent and Latin with an Ottawa Valley accent. So when I went to say Asaladat jabberine which was congratulations mrs jabberine her husband was with it and she said say it again i said it again i said it again i said it again and finally he goes i think he's saying congratulations mrs jabberine but (laughs) thank you
1: well, Ross, you need to come to Palestine because you're learning what's called like uh, it's, it's like standard Arabic and nobody speaks it. So Old school. come to Palestine and uh, we'll teach you the easier stuff.
0: So how do you say thank you in Arabic?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of ways. Yes, I'm shukran.
0: Okay, sure. there you go. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, guys. Okay,
2: bye-bye. Bye.
0: Download all the latest I2P episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Join our online community at ideas2profits.ca where you can take advantage of workshops, complimentary downloadables, and monthly newsletters. And finally, should you require someone to do a keynote address, to one of your associations or groups, Paul and I are available. We also have a series of workshops that will be downloaded from the website that you can absolutely provide to your staff in your working environments. Thank you again, have a great day.